Chapter 17, The Kitchen Sink. Kitty, tell me honestly, do I stink? Peggy looked at her friend for reassurance. We all pong, a bit anyways. Working in this heat, answered Pe Kitty diplomatically. You're not telling me straight, Kitty. Look, we do our best. We only have a jug and a basin to wash in. There's a tin bath out near the woodshed. I used it a few times up here in the room, but you have to lug it all the way up this, the stairs and then carry up hot water to fill it. All the way up here? At once Peggy realized this involved far too much heavy work. The Rowans had a family bathroom where there was a large white bath. In the mornings, the room was always steamy and the smell of perfume and soap lingered in the air. The next day, Peggy got up the courage to go to Mrs. Madden's room. The woman looked up. Yes, Peggy? Peggy? What is it? I wanted to ask about bathing myself. The housekeeper looked at her questioningly. She said nothing. I mean, am I let use the bathroom? Mrs. Madden stood up and Peggy could spot a vein throbbing in her neck. Under no circumstances, Peggy. You will not dare wash yourself there. It's up to you to make your own washing and hygiene arrangements, whatever they may be. Peggy left the room shamefaced. Shamefaced. She went out to the woodshed and in the storage room beside it, she rooted and discovered an old bath, two broken chairs, a dented enamel bucket, and finally the tin bath. It was rusty and the suspicion of a hole lurked near the middle in the bottom of it. She could guess the lecture she would get if the water dripped from the bath and through the ceiling to the housekeeper's room. It's not fair, she thought. We're expected to be clean and neat, yet we're not given the chance. As she came back into the kitchen, she passed the large sink near the door. It wasn't used much. Would it be possible? The next day, the house was quiet. The mistress and Mrs. Roxanne had gone to get new dresses fitted. Mrs. O'Connor was having tea with a widow friend of hers, who was a cook in the house at the other end of the Green Bay. She had put on a large white bonnet and then disappeared. Kitty had strict instructions for a simple meal to be served as the master and mistress were dining out that night and Mrs. Madden was working in her office upstairs. This is just the time, thought Peggy. She put on two giant pots of water to boil and charged all the way upstairs to her room. Kitty was breathing heavily in a deep sleep. Kitty got her spare clothes and under things and her large wash towel. From the washstand, she grabbed a bar of lemon scented soap that Mrs. Madden had given Kitty and raced back down the stairs. She placed the big black stopper in the sink. She pulled up a chair, then lugged the pots of water over. It was almost half full. She added some cold water as she didn't want to be roasted alive. She tested it, it was just perfect. She closed the back door and got out of her uniform. The whole house was still and quiet. All you could hear was the tick of the kitchen clock. In a minute, she was naked. Oh no, I'll need a jug for my hair, she thought. Luckily, there was a big enamel one under the sink. She got up on the chair and gently stepped into the back kitchen sink. The water was warm and welcoming. The sink was too short to lie down in, but at least she could sit fairly comfortably and almost stretch out her legs. She turned around and got on her knees, then lowered her head and scalp into the water and soaked her hair with the lemon soap. She dipped it back into the water to get the lather off, then poured the jug of spare water over her head and shoulders. Now she could relax. She let the warm water soak into her. It was bliss. The skin on her feet felt rough and hard and her hands and elbows needed a bit of attention too. She gently massaged the soap around her neck and back. At home, Eileen and herself used to wash each other's back 
on backs on bath night in Market Lane, washing your troubles and cares away. That's what her old Aunt Nana would have said. Then, as if in a nightmare, Peggy heard a step. Good God, who was it? Mrs. Madden? She'd be killed. The mistress? It didn't bear thinking about. Peggy lay paralysed in the water. Should she jump out and wrap herself in the towel? But then they'd hear her. Maybe if she stayed perfectly still, whoever it was would go away. But the door burst open and little Simon Rowan stood in front of her. Peggy felt every cell in her body turn puce. The little boy looked at her and didn't bat an eyelid, as if naked young girls around the house was an everyday occurrence. His big blue eyes and innocent face turned towards her. His skin had a healthy glow and his usual neat fair hair was all askew. Quick, Peggy, there's a strange creature under the gooseberry bushes. I'll need a cage. Well, a jar anyway to catch it. I had it cornered. Peggy could have hugged him. Instead, she just said, Master Simon, run out and guard it and I'll get the strongest container you ever saw and we'll be out to you in a minute. Otherwise, it might escape. In a flash, Simon disappeared out the back door and Peggy was standing dripping all over the tiled floor. Never in her whole life did Peggy get dressed so quickly. Briskly, she rubbed her skin dry and pulled on her fresh underthings and then put on the grey dress and a fresh apron. She tried to smooth down her hair, then dried the ends of it with the rough towel and slipped on her shoes. She emptied the sink and put the chair back. The dirty clothes and towel she rolled in a bundle and stuffed into the closet under the sink and then, grabbing an empty biscuit tin, from the pantry, she chased out to where young Simon lay sprawled on the dirt. Peggy, you've been ages. What kept you? She chuckled to herself. Look, Master Simon, will this do? Mrs. O'Connor usually stores brandy snaps in it. He grabbed the circular biscuit tin and motioned to Peggy to crouch down. He pointed eagerly towards a clump of scotch grass growing between the gooseberry bushes. Look, whispered Simon. Two tiny little eyes stared back at her. It was a very small baby field mouse, which must have got separated from its mother. It was trapped and scared and Peggy knew exactly how it felt. Hold the lid, Peggy, and get down beside me. Simon was reaching out, trying to force the mouse to run into the tin. Peggy managed half by accident and half on purpose to close the lid just before the mouse ran into it. Simon tried to throw himself on the tiny animal, but Peggy spotted it darting aside and weaving in and out of the gooseberry bushes before it disappeared. Simon groaned in frustration and then sat up. Peggy laughed, but she and the mouse had had a narrow escape.